The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time for Americans to grow up and become financially responsible. Let's talk about something important. If you're in it for the money, that's not a bad thing. Do you realize how much money he just saved us? This is The Financial Physician with Lou Scatigna. The Financial Physician. It's the fastest hour in Money Talk Radio. It's also my pleasure to see to it that decent, hardworking people in this community aren't robbed blind by a pack of money-mad pirates. This is financial advice you can take to the bank. He's your money man. Show me the money. Your source for straightforward, no-nonsense financial advice. Bring me your money questions, because I'm here to help. And now, here he is, the financial physician, America's money doctor, Lou Scatigna. Hello, my friends. How are you? Happy New Year. And welcome to the financial physician, where we talk money, markets, and politics. And it's great to be back live here. It's uh, God, it seems like forever since we did a live show. Um, uh, three weeks ago, we did our last show, and two weeks ago, Wednesday was Christmas. And last week, Wednesday, was New Year's Day. So this is the first time we're doing a radio program in three weeks, and it feels great to be back in the saddle with you to talk about markets. A lot of things have happened uh, over the last few weeks. We'll get to that later in the program. And I, I want to start off the program by talking about what happened in 2013. We'll review the year. We'll review some of my predictions. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about what we think is going to happen uh, in 2014. Now, when I wrote my forecast December 30th last year, December 30th, 2012, uh, I wrote this. I wrote, my goal in bringing you this information is to help you prepare uh, for what might happen. I said, forecasting the markets in the coming year is challenging because there are so many variables that can influence the outcome. There are many political and geopolitical events that can greatly dictate the direction of financial markets in 2013. And uh, and I said that many uh, of these markets, you know, have two outcomes based on, on certain events taking place. And uh, while I was uh, right in some markets, uh, I was wrong in others. And as I stated last year, I said, as always, uh, when I make a dire forecast, I hope and pray that I'm wrong. And uh, I get no pleasure in being correct as the country suffers. So, you know, I thought we were going to have a big downturn in the stock market. I thought gold was going to do good. I mean, just the opposite things happened. And in 30 years of forecasting markets, uh, it's just incredibly difficult to forecast markets now. Why? Because no market is a free market anymore. Every single financial market is manipulated by central banks, either directly or indirectly. So we have no real markets. So, you know, it's very tough to forecast the direction of a market that's manipulated because you have to forecast the extent of the manipulation, which is really impossible to do. Uh, in the past, forecasting financial markets were based on economics, political events, things that, you know, you can look at the tea leaves and come, come out with a real forecast. It's tough to have a forecast when the Fed's buying up the stock market, printing money, goosing the market buying up bonds, keeping interest rates low. 
uh, and the markets are not free. So uh, I didn't even write a forecast this year. I didn't even write one. I thought it was useless to do because it was just taking a shot in the sky. And I've been pretty good at forecasting markets for many, many years when the markets were free. I predicted in early 2008 that we were going to have a crash in the fall of 2008, that many financial institutions were going to go under and people were going to see things that they never thought they would see possible. And I don't think it was hard to predict that. I mean, it really was relatively easy the way things were going at that time. But now, you know, I've never been more off on markets than I was last year. And again, I, 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 I tie that to the manipulation that's going on every single day in these markets. We do not have free markets. We have managed markets. And I see it every single day. Let's talk about the economy. I said that I expected the first half of 2013 to show GDP growth about one half to 1%. We were pretty spot on on that. But I expected the fourth quarter of 2013 to be a negative GDP quarter. And preliminary figures that have come out say that it was a 4% quarter, if you want to believe it. And that's another issue, too. Uh, government statistics. Uh, they are manipulated, fudged, lied, whatever you want to call them. So you can't even trust the numbers that come out on the economy and whether they're real or not. They tend to be revised lower later on. But, you know, I thought we would be in a recession. I, but we are in a recession. I mean, I, that's the thing here is that what's real and what's not real? Nobody knows what's real. Do we, is it real just because the government tells you something? Well, the government told you if you like your doctor, you keep your doctor. The government told you if you like your insurance plan, you'll be able to keep it. The government told you that your premiums will go down by an average of 2500 a year. Those are all lies. The unemployment figures are lies. The GDP is a lie. I mean, we really live in an Orwellian uh, country now. So, again, why predict markets and economies and things like that when they're just going to lie about it or goose them? And I said another negative for the U.S. economy is the implementation of Obamacare. And I said businesses are just beginning to understand the negative impact Obamacare will have on their companies. Well, 12 months later, that's exactly what happened. The Obamacare rollout was a disaster. It's a disaster for America. It's a disaster for businesses. It's a disaster for the employment situation. And we'll really feel the effect uh, now that we're in 2014. Now people are really starting to see it. Unemployment. I said uh, this is another statistic that you can't trust because it's fudged and it's manipulated. And, you know, if you look at people dropping out of the workforce, it makes the unemployment rate go down because they're discouraged, quote unquote. And I thought we would see... um, I thought we'd see uh, unemployment uh, ranging between 7.6% and 9 with the highest unemployment rate in the fourth quarter. Well, the lowest unemployment rate was in the fourth quarter. Well, it wasn't the lowest, but was it 7.3, 7.4? But if you go to Shadow Statistics, which is run by a guy named uh, John Williams, shadowstats.com, he calculates key statistics the way they were calculated in the 1980s and the 1990s before government officially started fudging these numbers to skew them positively, of course. And according to shadow stats, the real unemployment rate right now is about 17%. So again, officially, unemployment rate 7.3%. 
mainly due to the fact that more and more people have dropped out of the workforce and the participation rate, meaning people who are actively looking for jobs, according to the government statistics, has dropped so much that the percent of people in that pool that are employed or unemployed is only 7%. But we really have not seen an improvement in the employment situation. It's still dreadful out there. I don't have to tell anybody out there who's looking for a job. And we have all these anecdotal things we see in the paper. In Washington, 20,000 people applied to a Walmart that was opening up, uh, and only 2% got jobs. I mean, this is not a high-paying engineering job. So um, the, the employment situation is still, still bad. Now, the housing market. I was right on this one. I said that real estate may have seen a generational bottom in 2012. Now, I think I'm wrong in that regard. Okay, I don't think we've seen a generational bottom because I think we're going to go down again in the real estate market. And I'll tell you why in a minute. Uh, I said I look. Uh, I said the bottom line: real estate may have seen a generational bottom in 2012. I look for real estate to do fairly well in 2013, with home prices rising five to eight percent. I think we were pretty spot on with that prediction uh, on real estate. Real estate has popped up a little bit. It's starting to stifle a little bit now. Why? Because of mortgage rates going up. We'll talk about that in a second. Interest rates and where we think that's going. But I think uh, that the real estate market in 2014 uh, is going to be a little more challenging, especially because I feel we're going to be witnessing rising interest rates. And the housing market cannot stand rising interest rates. Uh, you know, mortgage rates were 3.5%, what, May or June? Now they're 4.6% uh, on a 30 year mortgage. That's a big jump. Still historically low, but it's still a big jump. Inflation. I said uh, the big question facing investors in 2013 is, are we going to finally experience inflation as a result of the Fed's massive money creation over the last four years? And the answer is we didn't. Oh, we did. You know, we saw some inflation, you know, but not to the extent that I thought we would see it. And that's another reason is that the consumer price index is another big fat lie served up by our government. We know they continue to manipulate that number. And I really thought the CPI was going was gonna to rise to 5.5% in 2013. No, it's just under 2, again, according to the government. Anybody out there who's buying health insurance, who is filling up gas in their car, or gone food shopping, Knows there's inflation out there. And again, according to John Williams and Shadow Stats, uh, the inflation rate, the actual real inflation rate right now is about 9%. I expect inflation to be a big story in the second half of 2014. That's my prediction is that inflation finally is going to start rising and it's going to get scary at one point. I don't know if it's going to get scary in 2014 or 2015, but inflation is coming. There's no question about it. Regardless of how the government wants to report it, we're going to know better. Now, I thought that the U.S. dollar would really finally crack big time in 2013, and it didn't. It went down a bit, uh, was probably propped up by central banks, and I thought the dollar index would go from 80 where it started the year uh, to 70, or worse. That's what I said. Well, right now it's 80. So basically, you know, wobbled around a little bit and, and, and closed unchanged. 
And uh, 2013 uh, was a flat year for the dollar. I think 2014 is going to see the resumption of the downturn in the U.S. dollar. And I think we will take out 70 on the U.S. dollar. Now, what market was I the most wrong on? Well, two. The stock market and the gold market. I thought gold, my prediction was, you know, I looked at it purely fundamentally. Again, we're going to talk about manipulations and all that stuff uh, that affects the gold market and affects all markets at this point. And again, that's the reason why it's so hard to do analysis and forecast markets right now. Because you can look at the fundamentals, and the fundamentals can tell you something. But if a central bank like the Federal Reserve is going to manipulate all markets, then the fundamentals mean nothing. It's all a determinant of what the Federal Reserve does. And right now, the Federal Reserve is propping the stock market and pushing down gold. And they're very, very powerful, deep, deep pockets that can really take control of a market. And they have. All right, we're going to continue this on the other side of the break because we're going to talk about the bond market, which I think is going to be the key market in 2014. We'll talk about the gold market and the stock market after the break. If you want to be part of the program, 866-472-5790 is the call number. My name is Luce Katigna. You're listening to The Financial Physician right here on Voice America's business channel. Don't go away. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. We spend 70% of our week in the office. What is the difference between enjoying your job and enduring it? The number one motivator is a positive work environment. And that's where Real Recognition Radio comes in. Join your hosts, Roy Saunderson and S. Max Brown, as they take a look at the positive factors of the workplace, such as employee rewards, recognition, incentives, and much more. Tune in to Real Recognition Radio, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets, or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more, tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham. Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Financial Physician. And America's money doctor, Lou Scatigna, is here to help you. Call with your questions now at 1-866-472-5790. That's toll free. 1-866-472-5790. Once again, here's Lou. All right, welcome back to The Financial Physician Radio Program. We have a little bit of technical difficulty there. Sorry about that. And uh, phone number 866-472-5790. And we were talking about... Financial markets in uh, 2013 and how totally off my forecasts were. Not in every market, but but most of them. And uh, the reason being, in, in my opinion, simply is uh, a couple of things. Manipulation of all markets by central banks. The monetization of our debt and the printing of money by the Federal Reserve. I mean, straight through 2013, the Federal Reserve was printing $85 billion per month. And buying bonds from the big dealers, and then the dealers would take that money and put it in the stock market and push the market up. And then later in the year, I think people just threw their hands up in the air and said, you know, i got to get in this market. I mean, whether it makes sense or not, it doesn't really matter. What really matters is that, that the market is going up. <clears throat> so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy at times. And usually you see that at the end of the market, at the end of a market run. You know, the retail investor, the average guy in the street that, that gets into the market uh, – Usually is the last to get it. But let's talk about gold and silver. That's where we left it before the break. And 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 I thought gold was going to go to twenty two hundred dollars last year. That was my prediction. The, we started the year at sixteen fifty an ounce. I thought we were going to twenty two, a reasonable gain. But what happened? As the Fed is printing money and as money is being created all over the Western world, gold dropped thirty percent, and silver got hit. I think even worse. And actually, silver got hit for 30% as well, 30, 31%, I think it was, which makes no sense. Between 2011, September 2011, the high on gold at 1900 and today, the Fed has increased its balance sheet by about $2 trillion, meaning it's created $2 trillion and more money, flooded the system with it, and we have gold going down 30% just last year. First down year in gold in... um. 
First down year in gold in uh, 11 years. And, of course, all the mainstream media is coming out, all throwing up their hands. Gold's no longer a good investment. It's not a safe haven anymore. Uh, there's no inflation. The stock market's the place to be. It's an old relic again. And believe me, they are totally wrong. But the amount of manipulation that we see in the markets, and it started in April, where in two days gold dropped $200 an ounce for no reason. There was no reason. There was no news out. There was nothing that warranted a drop in gold of $200 in two days. It was manufactured. It was a bombing of the market. The big banks on Wall Street took participated in it at the behest of the Federal Reserve, profited by it by shorting all the miners in what is probably the most criminal activity on the planet is the manipulation of the gold market. It makes no sense. And again, let's talk fundamentals. I said it's hard to predict markets when you look at the fundamentals. What was I looking at? I was looking at a country with a trillion dollar deficit and seventeen trillion in debt. Well it was sixteen trillion at that time. A Federal Reserve who's out of control, printing eighty five thousand million a month. A European central bank printing money, same way. And if you talk to any economist, you say, okay, you've got monetization of debt, creation of dollars like crazy, supposedly a growing economy, you would have inflation, and you would have appreciation of the price of gold. That's my thinking. That's the fundamentalist thinking. Gold should have went up. should have been bombed for 30%. And when I say bombed, I mean like tons of gold being sold in two minutes out of nowhere. Tons and tons. Who has that kind of gold? Nobody. It's the paper markets getting bombed by the Federal Reserve to keep confidence in the system, keep confidence in fiat currencies, fiat meaning with nothing backing them, at a time when the Federal Reserve is debasing the currency like mad. And gold goes down and silver goes down. It's absurd. It's counterintuitive. It shouldn't happen. And that's why I'm not putting out predictions anymore. Because you can't predict things that are controlled. You can't predict things that are manipulated. Because you're fighting City Hall. You're fighting the biggest, biggest deep pocket in the world. The Federal Reserve that can print every dollar they need. You want to talk about the most criminal enterprise on the planet? It's the Federal Reserve. These people answer to nobody. They don't answer to government. They're not part of government. They're independent and they do what they want. And they're for the banks. And the banks, well, they got nice bonuses coming this year, I'm sure. So, you know, I got a lot of calls last week of the year from clients that I have invested in gold-related investments telling me they wanted to sell. And when I started hearing that, I wasn't hearing them say they wanted to sell at 1800, 1900, 1700. No, at 1200, they wanted to sell. That is the most bullish indicator I can imagine. And at the same time, these people were telling me that they wanted to go into the stock market. Oh, maybe I should move some money in the market. What does that tell me? The market's top. Because that's the way the average guy in the street thinks. He comes in late 
when he hears the market's up 30%, now he wants to participate in it. Wouldn't touch it 30% ago, but wants to buy in now. These are contrary indicators. So I believe gold is going to have a wonderful year this year. And again, I could be totally wrong because I don't know the extent of the manipulation this year. But you must have some gold and silver in your life. It's financial life insurance. And ultimately, I am 100% convinced of this. Ultimately, we're going to see a gold market like you've never seen in your lifetime. Because the day of reckoning is coming. There's no question about it. The day of reckoning is coming. You just can't keep printing money in mad and keep running deficits without having a problem. And that problem is inflation, hyperinflation, and currency collapse. Not rooting for that. But I'm telling you, everything that this government is doing now, everything that the Western world is doing now, is going to bring us to that day of reckoning. It's happened every time in history, going back thousands of years. You can't keep printing your currency and have it not collapse. You can't keep printing your currency and funding deficits and buying the country's debt without having a currency collapse. And an inflation that goes with it. So this is a gift from God. I mean, look what's happening. All the gold is flowing from the west to the east. The Chinese have bought half the mine supply in the entire world. Half the gold that's being supplied by the mines is being sucked up by China. The Indians are buying with both fists. The money, the gold is flowing to the east. Out of Western vaults, central banks are selling gold to maintain the illusion that the currency is stable, and by doing so, have emptied their vaults. One of the biggest news in the gold market in 2013 was early 2013, Germany wants 30% of their gold back from the United States that we have holding for them at the Federal Reserve. Well, we come back and tell them it'll take seven years to get you that gold. Why? If it's there, why don't they just give it back to them? Because it's not there. It's been leased out. It's been sold to maintain and manage the gold market. It's gone. In London, it's gone. Swiss uh, bullion manufacturers and smelters can't get product for the first time that they can remember. Coin sales, off the charts. So you have this dichotomy, you have this physical demand for gold where everybody's trying to get it, and then you have the paper market on the Cormex that gets clobbered every day because it's a scam. It's a Ponzi scheme in reverse. For every ounce in inventory at the Cormex, there's 70 claims to it because they can have as many claims to the gold as they want. If people don't take delivery, they can just play this game forever. But that's changing, too, because people are taking delivery uh, on the COMEX. Gold, I think, is going to be the story in 2014. Again, I think so. It should be. If you look at the fundamentals, it should be. Uh, if you look at the bearishness, we've never seen. Technically, the oversold condition in gold is the highest it's been in history. While at the same time, the overbought technical indicators in the stock market are the highest they've ever been in history. And usually what happens after that is you have a significant reversal. And I think this year the reversal is going to be the reversal in the stock market. 
and the reversal in gold. So I would be selling stocks and I'd be buying gold. And people who are selling stocks are selling them at record highs. People are buying gold or buying it at, at, at really, really low prices and silver. And I think that'll be the news story in 2004. I think I, I, 2014. I think the metals markets are going to be the real story, and I think they're going to be the most uh, appreciative asset class uh, in 2014. All right, time for another break. Eight six six four seven two fifty seven ninety is the phone number. My name is Lou Skatignet. Don't go away. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. As your business grows, are you growing with it? Do you have the right balance of time, attention, work, and personal life? Take the growing pains out of growth and tune into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. If you are spending most of your energy managing problems rather than focusing on taking your business to the next level, our program will give you the steps you need to make sure you have everything in place for forward-thinking business leadership. The Business Edge is heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. What are the reasons that over three-quarters of small businesses fail within three years? Why do 70% of U.S. women-owned businesses make less than $50,000 a year? What causes mid-sized companies to stagnate? Although today many fundamentals of business remain the same, there are critical current changes that are not being acknowledged, and the result is costly. Tune in to Moving Forward with host Jen Sabin. We'll discuss the core reasons and plans of action to keep your business moving forward. Listen Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. What are the reasons that over three-quarters of small businesses fail within three years? Why do 70% of U.S. women-owned businesses make less than $50,000 a year? What causes mid-sized companies to stagnate? Although today many fundamentals of business remain the same, there are critical current changes that are not being acknowledged, and the result is costly. Tune in to Moving Forward with host Jen Sabin. We'll discuss the core reasons and plans of action to keep your business moving forward. Listen Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Financial Physician, your source for straightforward, no-nonsense financial advice. Call America's Money Doctor right now. It's toll-free. 1-866-472-5790. You can also log on to our website at www.thefinancialphysician.com. Now, back to Lou Scatigna. All right. Welcome back. Lou Scatigna here. We get together each and every Wednesday, 4 p.m. on the East, 1 p.m. on the West, to talk about money, markets, and politics. On today's show, we're, we're reviewing 2013 and uh, trying to forecast uh, what may happen in 2014. Uh, but as I said earlier in the program, that uh, last year, 2013, 
uh, I was wrong more than I was right, and it was probably the worst forecast I've ever had. And I've been doing this for a long time, and I've had many successful forecasts. And I said the reason I, that, that I, I was wrong was because no markets are free anymore. All markets are manipulated. So how can you predict a market that's manipulated? You've got to predict the extent of the manipulation uh, and whether it will continue or not, which is you know, impossible to do. So I didn't put out an official forecast this year. I'm getting email from people. I, you know, I do a, I do a ten or fifteen page uh, forecast every year at the end of the year. And I, I sat down and I started to do it, and I had no idea what to write because again, markets are no longer free. The market, the stock market, will do whatever the Fed wants it to do. But let's shift gears to the bond market. That really, the Fed has been manipulating for years with its quantitative easing program. I mean, if the Fed, you know, they print $85 billion every month. Now it's $75 billion, supposedly. And they're buying uh, $45 billion in treasury bonds. And they're buying $40 billion a month in mortgage bonds. Reason? Have a bid in the market. Keep interest rates low. Keep mortgage rates low. And hopefully stimulate the economy. Or at least prevent the economy from going into depression. Now, they announced in December they're going to start tapering. Yeah, they're going to start tapering. They're going to go to $75 billion, and as soon as the economy starts going down the tubes again, which is most likely likely will happen in the first quarter of this year, they're going to increase their quantitative easing. And that's the one thing I am uh, most confident in in my forecast is that the Federal Reserve will reverse themselves and increase their quantitative easing probably to 100 billion dollars a month or more. They will not allow this economy to go into deflation. They're actually trying to create some inflation. But since the banks aren't lending the money out, they're just keeping the excess reserves at the Federal Reserve, that money isn't getting into the economy. That's why Main Street has such a disconnect to Wall Street. Everybody has anything to do with Wall Street had a great year. Market up 30%. All those rich people made lots of money. All those investment bankers, huge bonuses this year. The top 1-2% of the people in this country. And I don't want to sound like Barack Obama and income inequality, but we do have that. We'll talk about that later in the program. But people on, on Main Street who can't find jobs, who can't get good jobs that pay good wages and benefits, who are still losing their homes, who are struggling to, 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 to pay for groceries and fill their car, they're not seeing it. So, you know, all the elites, they think everything's great, but for the average Joe on the street, it's not. And if the economy is so great, why is Obama out there pushing for extension of unemployment benefits? You know, it used to be you got unemployment for 26 weeks, then they extended, extended, extended it to 99 weeks, virtually two years. And now he wants to extend it three more months. And what happens when those three months expire? They want to extend it again. So unemployment has now become an entitlement, really. But on one hand, they're trying to tell us that the economy is improving. And that's what the Fed said. The Fed said the economy is improving. That's why they're going to taper from $85 billion to $75 billion. On the other hand, they say they're going to keep interest rates at zero long past uh, when unemployment goes to six and a half because the economy is not so good. So what is it? The economy is not so good. 
That's the bottom line, and that's why I think the Fed is going to reverse themselves and wind up having to do more and more QE until it totally gets out of control. Let's talk about U.S. Treasury bonds, which I think it was a big story this year. I said last year, U.S. Treasury bonds are in the mother of all bubbles and will eventually crash and burn. And I stated that um, I think U.S. Treasury bonds will be the worst market there is. And uh, you're taking an amazing amount of risk if you have any treasuries that are maturity of three years or longer. Well, in June, the Fed started talking about tapering. In June, the 10-year U.S. Treasury bond was 1.5%. Mortgage rates were 3.5%. And then the Fed started talking about tapering. And then what happened was the bond market started to go down. Foreigners started selling, namely China. And interest rates spiked up from 1.5% to 3%. Interest rates virtually doubled in the 10-year Treasury market in roughly a month and a half. And that's where they are today, right around 3%. Mortgage rates that were 3.5% between 4.6, 4.7, Totally throwing cold water on the housing market. I mean, it was like somebody turned off a switch. My brother's a real estate broker, and he told me it was like someone turned off a switch. The mortgage rates went from 3.5 to 4.6, 4.7. People did not want to buy. And that's what's happening. So the Fed lost control, even though they're manipulating the bond market. That's the problem with the bond market, though. The bond market's not the gold market. The treasury bond market is huge, where the gold market is very thin compared. It's easy to manipulate the bond market. It's harder to manipulate. Uh, it's, it's, it's easy to manipulate the gold market. It's hard to manipulate the bond market. And the selling just overwhelmed the Fed buying. And now we're sitting at 3% interest rates. Now, my prediction, for what it's worth, is that interest rates are going to go to 4 to 5% on a 10-year treasury, which will totally kill the economy, totally kill the stock market. And this is one market, as I said, the government really can't control, especially when it gets out of control. When I say the government, I mean the Federal Reserve. And the problem with, with interest rates going up in the bond market is it affects virtually everything in the economy, borrowing rates for all consumers, including corporations, including cities, municipal bonds. And you see, of course, the bond prices going down, which causes more people to sell, which causes interest rates to go even higher. It's kind of a, uh, a death spiral at that point. And the problem with rising interest rates is uh, cities, states, governments, country have so much debt right now that an increase of 1%, 2 3% on existing debt makes a country or a state or a city insolvent. Take the United States, $17.2 trillion in debt. 172 A 1% increase in interest rates is $170 billion a year. In additional interest payments. That's just for every 1%. So if interest rates go to historic rates like 5, we're going to see another 300 to $400 billion in interest payments on the debt. Where does that money come from? It's borrowed, which increases the debt even further. The treasury bond market holds the key to what's going to happen in financial markets this year. 
what's going to happen to the economy this year. And again, my, uh, my prediction is that we're going to see substantially higher interest rates, and we're seeing it now. Uh, before we move on, 2013 also not financial, but things that happened. Uh, I think a big story is that the United States now is the United States under surveillance. That's what USA is. Robert Snowden came out with his blockbuster release of information that the National Security Agency is spying on every one of us. Every day, over 2 billion pieces of information, emails, are being taken and stored. God knows what this information will be used for. We had the revelation that the IRS is uh, being used to stifle political opposition. And that the 2012 election may have been stolen because uh, conservative groups were not given tax-exempt status and were not able to raise money and run ads and, and, and campaign against the president and his policies. We live in a world that George Orwell would be embarrassed to even think about. And I, I wholly recommend that everybody read Brave New uh, 1984, where your TV spies on you. News came out last week that the NSA could turn on your iPhone and turn the microphone on and listen to you, could turn the camera on, and could even do it when it's off. I mean, what is this country coming to? Do you realize you can't even leave your house without being surveilled nowadays? In your house! You don't know what information is being gathered against you. Every website you go to, every Google search you do, it's really scary stuff, people. We're really living in strange times. If you would have told me just 20 years ago that this is the country we'd be living in, I would say, it's no, it's impossible. And it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. Let's talk about culture. Boy, culture has really, really gone south. And it has been for a long time, but it's just getting just rapidly falling, both morally and ethically. We've eliminated all reference to God in public life. And, and with that, the moral and ethical values of our country's Judeo-Christian heritage. The sanctity of life has been diluted. You know, we have 8,000 abortions a day. Young men today have their minds warped by violent video games and movies. And, you know, all these recent mass shootings and the Boston bombing and all that stuff, these are all done by men 20 to 24 years of age. And, 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 and this generation is a product of our country's... Um, Decade-long moral decline. And I only have to say one thing. Miley Cyrus. That's it. That's all you need to know. And there's many like her. But this is what gets played on TV. With all the Illuminati symbolism that goes with it. All the satanic stuff that goes with what's in Hollywood. What is the music industry right now. And our children are being um, contaminated by it. To say the least. And, you know, when I'm reading news articles, I can't believe what I'm reading sometimes. 
I can't believe how our rights are being taken away and how the culture is purposely been sent into a moral and ethical decline uh, which will end extremely badly. All right, we have one more segment left in the program. 866-472-5790. My name's Lou Scatigny. You're listening to The Financial Physician. Don't go away. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. If you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets, or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more, tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham. Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you the business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network on the financial physician we don't just cover the good time financial news we cover the good the bad and the ugly have a question for america's money doctor luce katigna call him now it's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or email the show. Here's the address, lou at thefinancialphysician.com. Now, back to Lou. All right, today's our New Year's show where we're talking about 2013 and what we endured during that time, financial markets, with politics, with culture, and some some predictions for 2014. And as I said, predictions are worthless because of manipulations and interventions in all markets. Uh, Nothing's free anymore. But there's one thing we can do, all of us can do, and we should do, and very few people do, uh, to get our finances on track 
for 2014. Last year, I wrote an article for Fox Business um, about, it was, it was entitled, Five New Year's Resolutions to Boost Your Financial Health. And a year before that, I was on um, Fox and Friends, and we, 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 we talked about the same thing, things that you can do in the new year to boost your financial health. And the first thing is to find out where we are. Prepare a net worth statement. Does, do you know what your net worth is? Somebody asked you, I mean, not that anybody should come up to and ask you, but if a financial advisor said, you know, when a new client comes and sees me, and I ask them that question, well, what's your net worth? And very few people can come anywhere close to telling me the, the right answer because they don't do a net worth statement. And it's really hard to plan for the future without a clear idea of where your current situation is. And that's what a net worth statement does. It provides a good picture of your economic situation by quantifying all your assets as well as a total of all your debt. And it's not hard to do. It's not complicated. Take a piece of paper and on the left side of the paper, list the value of all your assets. You're getting your statements now from December 31st. Write down all your assets, the value of every account, every mutual fund, money in the bank, stock, stock account, the value of your car, the value of your home. Be realistic, be realistic with this. Anything that you own, total it all up, and you have your total assets. Now, on the right-hand side of the paper, you're going to list all your debt, your mortgage, car debt, credit cards, the money you owe Aunt Jane that she'll never see. But write that down, total it all up. Now you have your total assets, you have your total debt. The rest is simple. You simply subtract your debt from your assets, and that's your net worth. You've got $100,000 in assets, you've got 50000 in debt, your net worth is 50000 And this is your financial report card. This is something that you want to see going up every year. If it's going up, you're saving money, your investments are going up, and your debt's going down. That would make your net worth go higher. And when you do this in the January of every year, it's kind of like a game. You want next year's to be bigger. But at least you know where you're starting from. That is one of the most important documents you possibly could make. And again, it's not hard. I'm doing mine right now. I'm not happy with the number. Because of my uh, significant exposure to the metals market, which took a 30% hit last year. But I feel 2014 will be much, much better. Second statement you want to prepare is a net, uh, is a cash flow statement. Fancy name for a budget. Few of us keep track of, of all sources of our income and, and our expenses, which can lead to financial problems down the road. Create a cash flow statement. Not hard. It's a little harder than doing a net worth statement, but it's not hard. Make two columns. One for monthly expenses and one for annual expenses. Now, some things that we pay for, we pay quarterly. Say it's property taxes or maybe it's car insurance or something like that. So what you got to do is you got to figure that out by a monthly basis as well as an annual basis. You don't want to skip these things. First part is, the, is your income. Where does all your income come from? 
your salary, dividends, interest, capital gains, any money that's coming into your life, drug deals, whatever you do. Total that all up, total income for the year, total income per month. Now, that, that's pretty much the easy part. The part is the expense part. Start off with taxes. How much has been taken out of your pay over the course of the year? That's FICA, state tax, federal income tax, whatever any other deductions you have coming out. That's the first line. And I want you to do this. Some people say, well, you can do the net worth statement. Just do the net income that you get instead of the gross income. No, I want you to see how much you're paying in taxes. Maybe it'll get you a little angry. Maybe it'll get you to write your congressman. It's devastating when you see how much money is going out the door to governments. But you don't pay enough, so we have to raise your taxes because you've got to pay your fair share, you know. Then you list utilities, cable, mortgage, car payment, groceries, gasoline, insurances, gifts, travel. Then we get to the point of where people make a big mistake. ATM withdrawals. Because that goes to pay for other stuff. ATM withdrawals. I want every dollar that goes out of your life. Money used to buy heroin. Whatever your vice is. Cigarettes. Alcohol. Drugs. Any expense in your life. Interest payments. That's probably, you could, you could put that as loan payments. I guess it's the same thing. It includes, it includes the interest. Mortgage payments, car payments, credit card payments. Now, when you subtract your expenses from your income, it should be a positive number. And that positive number should be the amount of money that you saved. Now, if you realize I didn't save anything last year, well, then you lied to yourself. You weren't honest with yourself or you didn't account properly for your expenses usually. I tell people the best way to figure out your expenses on a monthly basis is write every expense down. Every time you take a dollar out of your pocket, and you buy something, you write it on a little pad that's in your back pocket. $6 for a pack of cigarettes. This day, this day, this day. Do it for a month. Every single penny you spend, write down. It will be an epiphany for you. You won't believe it. How much money goes out the door on meaningless garbage shit. Well, that's what we do. We, we spend money on all kinds of garbage. And maybe you could see where you can cut at that point. I'm going to cut the cable bill down a little bit. I never watched that HBO anyway. Blah, 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 blah. These are ways you can get a positive on your. Now, if you have a negative number, if you did this honestly and you have a negative number, that's how much money you went into debt last year. Because you had to borrow it. If you didn't have the income coming in, you put it on credit cards. Or you took out a loan. You borrowed it from somewhere. So those are the two most important things that you can do. Involve your spouse in your financial in your financial life. Make sure they're involved in it and be responsible and be engaged. That's your goal in 2014. See what's actually happening and see it on paper and make goals to forward yourself financially, to increase your net worth, to decrease your expenses, and to save more money.
We're out of time here. It goes so fast here on The Financial Physician. I call it the fastest hour in financial talk radio. Thanks so much for joining us. Remember my website, thefinancialphysician.com. Visit my blog each and every day. We also archive this radio program there. As a matter of fact, we, we video the first half of the program, so you can see uh, the video of the program there on the blog, thefinancialphysician.com. My email is lou at thefinancialphysician.com. Love your emails. Have a wonderful week. Happy New Year, and please join me next Wednesday for the next edition of The Financial Physician. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 